Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. I'm Tom. So I have a couple news. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Frog in my throat. Me too. It's, so once again, it is very late. Um, and cold outside. And apparently cold inside because well, you're wearing a, a little, jacket. It, well, I'm always wearing a jacket in this place. You've got it like... <laughs> 40-something degrees in here. It's, it's cold. Like, it's like almost 9 o'clock. <laughs> and I know that might not be late for some people. Well, that's but, like my bedtime. Well, me too. Usually <laughs> I'm in bed by no. Um, but anyway, so we're uh, spending the night together. No, we're not spending the night together. We're spending this evening yes. punch drunk because we're both tired. Tired. And uh, so yeah. we'll see where this takes us. I have no Oh, clue. it'll be fine. Uh, it's going to be one of our bestest okay episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good news, bad news. Yeah, so a couple uh, news articles I came across. We're going to start off with a sad first. Yeah. Because then we can work our way up and not right. start high and work exactly. our way down. Yes, I the, like it. The Antonov AN-225 is no longer. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, it was destroyed in its hangar at the Antonov airport in the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine during the Russian invasion uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so after I saw that article, I kind of was looking at the Wikipedia page on it. Yeah. I knew it was big. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know how big Big was. <laughs> big is pretty big. It's huge. 290-foot wingspan. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, like, can you imagine doing a 42% version oh, of Oh, my that? gosh. That's I mean, still bigger would, than yeah, a lot of planes Yeah, it still be as fly. big as, like, a 737. Yeah, that's Even that's at 50%, huge. I think, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a huge airplane. Six engines. Yeah. Big. Which that's... You know, for those that don't speak English units, that is uh, 89 meters, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, it could carry almost 560,000 pounds. That's crazy. Which, for our people that don't speak English, uh, metric is uh, 254,000 kilograms. Yeah. This is the one I was impressed by. Fuel, 660,000 pounds of fuel. Just a fuel. 300,000 kilograms. So... Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what it cost to fill that up. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, that's just absolutely nuts. And the max takeoff weight, almost 1,000, or no, 1,411,000 pounds. I was off by a complete zero set on that. So 640,000 kilograms. That is huge. That is nuts. That is weighty. That's nuts. That's a heavy girl. I mean... And I think there's only a few... I think there's only a few airports that they could land this thing on because of that number. I can imagine. Because the concrete, you know, has to be a certain thickness and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Has can to you, be able to take huge. that. huge. Um, and I didn't realize, so it's first, the, the first thing they used it for was transporting the, the Buran, which was the Soviet Union, Union space shuttle yeah. back in the late 80s. Yeah. I actually saw pictures of it uh, with the with their shuttle on top and... Yeah, what a monster this thing is. Yeah. And it, mean, that explains the tail, you know, because it's got the the kind of the T, not a T tail, but it's like a, I don't know, what would you call it? A twin tail yeah. kind of a thing? Some, Neat looking airplane. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it, yeah, it was pretty cool. But unfortunately, it uh, like it's I said, no it's no more. longer. They said they're going to rebuild it. It's the longest airplane in the world ever. Like no really? other airplane was longer. I think the I think another airplane had a bigger wingspan. I don't remember which one it was. Well, the spruce goose spruce goose mm-hmm. had a wider wingspan. Oh, there you go. However, okay. this is the the widest wingspan from what I found that actually flew more than once. Right. The spruce goose really didn't fly fly. I mean, it, it did, kind but kind of flew in ground effect. Yeah, it was more <laughs> of a hovercraft. Yeah, um, absolutely huge airplane, and it is no more. And they said. 
that when they rented that out, like the 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 fee to actually have that do work for you was thirty thousand dollars an hour. An hour. An hour. An hour with a crew of six. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, nuts. Big, big, big airplane. Yeah. But like I said, sad. It's uh hopefully gonna get rebuilt. We will see what the future brings. There's another one that they hadn't yeah, finished. They, yeah, they had a second one under construction that uh they gave know, up because on. of its size and cost, they never finished. And it's been um apparently from what I read, it has been worked on periodically over the years, <laughs> depending on who, you know, was interested in completing it. But uh yeah, it makes you wonder if it would be cheaper to finish the one that's kind of under construction or rebuild the one that uh uh is no longer under construction. Yeah, it depends it like is under how bad destruction. It is, but, <laughs> we 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 will see. Like I said, hopefully that's something in the next few years that they can get back up and that would be a neat plane to see fly. Oh yeah. Like when you see the videos of it, almost looks like it stopped I know. because it just, it's so, it's so big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so now let's move on to something happier. This is kind of funny. This is hilarious. So from an AP article in Columbus, Ohio, uh, let me read part of this to you. The backward right flyer that was at the center of an embarrassing license flight mistake in Ohio last year flew through the approval process with little to no discussion records so, or show. Hmm. The flipped around plane, dragging a birthplace of aviation banner from its front rather than its back end, <laughs> appeared to be there uh, from the outset, according to the emails and images uh, from the 15-month design process provided to the Associated Press through a public records request. Um, so 35,000 <laughs> plates, license plates in Ohio were produced. With the banner <laughs> being drugged by the what is essentially the elevator, which is on the front of the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's and, awesome. In reverse, apparently. In, yeah. it was flying in reverse. So they, they didn't know which way the airplane flew. Well, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, the Wright Flyer is an unusual-looking airplane by today's standards. Okay. However, well, no, I, I'm okay. I cool. know what you're uh-huh. saying, uh-huh. but so I can see how somebody who maybe is not into airplanes might make that mistake. But for it to go through the complete process <laughs> and make thirty-five thousand of these things <laughs> with then, it backwards, and then get delivered to people, and then somebody goes, oh, "Wait, that's not right." Wait, that's. What do you mean that's not right? No, that's perfect. Look at that. I mean, that is... Uh, I wish I had one of those plates. I do, too. Have Wouldn't you seen pictures fun? of them? I mean, they're... I have it's, not. It's pretty impressive. I can imagine, though. Sad, but... Really? It's... It's, like, it's like really obvious, is it? Well, if you know what the airplane is, yeah. Well, yeah, I do. Because it's on the left-hand side of the, the top But, I mean, left. is it big on the plate, or is oh, it... Yeah, so, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty prominent <laughs> that it takes up, you know, like the, the top left, not quite quarter, but, oh my you know, it, it's prominent. So it's not some little thumbnail picture in the corner of no, the plate. It's like no, a, no, no, no. Because the banner nice. that it's pulling is like the main thing that goes across the top <laughs> of the, the license plate. Or I should say pushing. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's yeah. a, a heart's it's pushing a banner. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so let's get into it. So anyway. We want you guys to be our guest. We started doing uh, scheduling for some guest episodes. Yep. Uh, Reach out to us, rcplanelab.com slash guest. There you go. Uh, We're also on Patreon. If you like what we do and you want to help support us, we would greatly appreciate it. Head over to, you guessed it, rcplanelab.com slash Patreon. Hey, we're also on Discord. Uh Uh-huh. Come join the server. (laughs) Where? that's new to me. I mean, like as an old guy, Mm -hmm. right? That's actually kind of fun. It is. The Discord thing. It's it is. I mean there's there's been a lot of discussions and stuff on yeah. there that I have found interesting. Mm-hmm. Um 
like I said, I didn't know. Yeah, what let's to, keep it going. That's didn't, uh, didn't know what to expect when we started it, but it seems times. to be pretty fun. Yeah, and um, that's also how eventually, if we happen to do more, you know, live sharing stuff, that's how we'll do it. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it that way because it's instantaneous, and we can deal with people direct, mm-hmm. I guess. But how mm-hmm. do you get there? Well, I mean, I have a link, you know, stashed on my phone. I just click the the link that you helped me figure out how to install. That's how I get there. But did, you should probably tell the listeners. Did how you to do that. did you install the app? Mm-hmm. So all you have to do now is just open the app and you should be in it. And I'm in, yeah. So, okay. So if you're just coming in, <laughs> now I understand what you're saying now. I, I thought you did that like every time you got into it and I was like, "Wow, that's kind oh, of Oh no, weird. I just I just hit the app and I'm in. Well, I made it easier. Oh, you R- did. slash discord oh perfect i mean how easy can i mean be? even an old guy like me can do it you guys can do it you youngins yeah but i had to help you you just, did just saying. you did but if you made it even easier <laughs> then you know but it so, is a lot of fun yeah pretty much just head over to rcplanelab.com look around all the links uh, that i just talked about in the show notes below and you can also get to them on our website mm-hmm. um we're also, we talked about it last time, but we're going to Toledo. Man, the closer it gets, the more excited I get. I, so do you have <laughs> anything you're actually trying to look for? Like I've um, had time to process that we're going. Yeah. And like it's, I yeah. have a list of things in my mind. That yeah, I me too. Get. So, well, what's your list? I would be curious to, to know. <laughs> is so, it all of this stuff as, you have written down here? Yeah, because I want to make sure. Well, this is my list I, w- I was going to go with. So. Okay. After I wrote down my list, I realized that my list is pretty much just everything. Everything. Everything mm-hmm. and anything that has to do with this hobby. Can so- I read your list? Just okay. So here, here's what Ron is going to the swab meet to buy: hardware, screws, miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. That's by itself, by the way. So that could be anything: kits, arfs, full airplanes, motors, servos, and then dot dot dot. Anything I can find. <laughs> that's so. That's how my mind works. Um, well, who That's doesn't what, go to swap meets to buy all of that, right? Well, okay. So <laughs> as I was I was working on an airplane down here, and I noticed I was starting to get low on servo screws. Okay. And I'm like, well, I need to get together and, and, and make an order, you know, so I can get some of these in because it's so much cheaper to buy them online. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. RTL fasteners is who I use. Yep. And I was like, huh, I wonder if they're going to be there. I, I could save on shipping. Yeah. Wouldn't that so be So there nice? you go. Hardware. So then I was like, oh, hardware. Well, what else? I wonder if they'll have like tables of like old servo horns and you know like new and packaged stuff but like the old stuff that's harder to find now mm-hmm. and i started to get more excited about it <laughs> so my <laughs> original just got bigger my original plan when we talked about going was just to buy airplanes yeah, right and then it's like it spiraled out of control when i started <laughs> thinking about what might be there oh yeah so it we'll all see. might be there i mean I, oh, there's just no way to know i mean yeah so that's a pretty comprehensive list you've got there ron <laughs> it should just be everything I mean, well, I mean, the, the, the last four words, anything I can find. I mean, that should be, that should pretty much just, like, it covers everything. What are you looking for, though? Do you have so anything me personally, in particular? So I'm not really going, well, yeah, I guess there's a couple of things I'm going to be on the lookout for. Um, I really want a Pitts biplane. Mm-hmm. Like, I've wanted one for a while. Never owned one. Um, I have a kit, you know, a balsa kit at home, but who has time to build a kit these days? With everything else we're doing. With everything else we're doing, yeah. So <clears throat> I wouldn't mind finding, you know, a Pitts uh, in good condition, um, either a, a used one or, you know, one that, uh, an ARF maybe that I could put together, you know, in a, over the course of a week or two. Uh, so I'll be looking out for something like that. Um, 
you know, 60 to 120 size, you know, 60 inch wing or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might also, as we discussed on the last episode, I might also be on the lookout for another Sato radial. Um, if I can find one that uh, I can afford. Well, um, I don't know anything about pricing on those. Mm-hmm. So like what is a rough range on what you would be talking? Like the, the Sato 90 three-cylinder you well, have. Well, I mean, so I would expect to pay for a used version. Well, for, for my engine, I would expect to pay at a swap meet. You know, I mean, I hate to, I hate to put it out there because then people will ask that for it. But um, if it's in really, really good shape, I mean, 400 bucks or so or oh. more. Really? Yeah, depending on the condition, sure. Um, they still bring good money. Wow. Um, Seems like it. So, you know, if I could find something like that or, or cheaper would be better, uh, obviously, because <laughs> then I could buy more stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, something something in the in the 120 to 170, like they made a 170 uh, nitro uh, three-cylinder that uh, is just wicked. Uh, so if I could find one of those at a at a good you know a good what I consider a good price uh, for me, I, I'd be on the lookout for something like that. What else? Balsa. If somebody's got a stash of balsa there, I mean, who? Yeah. I don't imagine it'll last long because everybody wants balsa right now. Yeah. See, I guess like I'm looking more for things that I can't necessarily buy and easily ship to my house. Does that make sense? Yes. Like yep. fasteners and stuff, that's small. <clears throat> that doesn't take up a lot of room right. in the vehicle coming yeah, yeah. home. Mm-hmm. But like ARFs and stuff, kits and stuff, that's mm-hmm. awesome because those are harder to ship. Sure. Like your saves motor. You, yeah, saves you a lot of money for sure. Like your motor, you might be able to find that listed somewhere else. Probably. I mean, I haven't been on the on the message boards or the classifieds for a while, so I haven't really been looking. But generally speaking, the swab meat, they'll be cheaper. Oh, okay. So... Well, then maybe it's the, worth it. We'll see. Like, I want to fill your car on the way home. <laughs> like, I, so, by the way, I talked to Reggie about this. He's gonna, he can't get off of work oh. uh, to actually go on his own. Okay. <laughs> but they're going to apparently, I think I'm okay to say this. Reggie, if not, sorry, whatever. I'm telling everybody. So <laughs> he's a truck driver, obviously. I mean, he said that before. Right. They're going to route him out east. Oh, And nice. that way, when he comes back, he, can stop he will by. be... He will be so in we can Ohio. Fill his semi. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> he will stuff. be in Ohio on Friday, and I told him, "Well, then I can buy whatever I want. I have literally a semi that we can fill up. Yeah, because it'll be empty as long as it's he'll empty, be empty yeah, on the backhaul. Sure. Uh, well, I don't think I'm gonna have enough money to fill a semi, but uh, no. But if we need, because he even said, "Well, I'll <clears> go buy more straps and you know tie downs or anything that I have to do to get some some stuff oh, in the trailer so it's safe coming back." <laughs> Oh my gosh! If we find a bigger airplane, I'm just saying. I'm maybe. Just saying. Okay. I'm well, not, that's between you and Reggie. I'm, I'm gonna... no longer limited to the size of your car. I'm <laughs> well, limited true. to how much money I have. That's yeah. So yep. that might be fun. So what else? I mean, what else would I? I mean, if I find something that uh, that was really neat and cool, you know, back that they don't make anymore, you know, I'd be which interested. Is nearly everything. Which is yeah, a lot of things. But um, older kits, you know, I'm always. I have a stash of kits of my own, but I'm always, you know, if I could find a Goldberg, you know, ultimate biplane kit that's uh, reasonably priced, I'd probably, I'd probably snag that too. Yeah. Those were great flying airplanes. I had one, you know, many years ago. Like the nice thing about going to something like this with you, like I see airplanes and I'm like, oh, cool. I like the shape of that. And I know enough about them to know price wise what I'm paying, what I'm getting into. Right. Um, So that part doesn't scare me i guess okay. i'm not concerned about getting taken advantage no, I get of that. 
but there are certain things that I don't think without having the the knowledge of the history of the hobby that you do, I would not appreciate as much as I should if I see oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I think having you around to say, oh, this is yeah. such and such, yeah. this is why it's cool. Then it's a it's... blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to tell you. No, I, I understand, <laughs> but there's just a little bit more mm. knowledge that comes with yeah. a lot of the older stuff with you that would make me appreciate seeing some cool things that I might not even consider. Yeah purchasing nope. but if it's something that's there that right you know actually would have a little bit of history or some kind of coolness to it it's i don't know it's just yeah. it's it's nice having you yeah so around so, for that so my list is much more specific mm-hmm. than your list so yeah we'll see what uh hopefully we'll see some of our listeners there and if you happen to see us and recognize us hopefully ron will wear his rc plane lab swag i'll definitely be wearing mine so uh yeah give us a shout and shake our hands or or say hello or whatever and then you know, let us know if you'd like to be a guest, and we'll we'll set it up. There you go. Buy us an airplane. Yeah. Wait, did I say that? No. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Buy us an airplane. Oh. Hey, so our hundredth episode is coming up. Oh, it is. One hundred episodes this, here in a few episodes. What is it? This is ninety-two. So yeah, we so have... eight episodes, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I was thinking <clears throat> I'd like to do something special, you know, for the hundredth. I mean, it's a big deal. I think a hundred times we've done this. Well, more, but That's... anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would love, I would love to have. Uh, what did you do over there? I didn't do. I think you did. No, I did not. Really? No, that's all you, buddy. It's not. I haven't. It smells oh. like you let a tutor go. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, our hundredth <laughs> episode's coming up, and I think we should do something special. That's uh, we've easy got, to say, but what's special? Well, I know, but we've, you know, we've, Ron and I have talked a little bit and uh, Ron's got a really good idea. But One uh, idea. Before we, yeah, before we throw that out there, I would love to know what you guys who are listening might want to to hear on a 100th episode special. You know, yeah. Just let us know. Yeah, now I smell <laughs> it. That's not me. Are you sure? I'm positive. Is the dog down here? I don't. I don't see her. I don't, okay. It smells kind of like a dead shrew or a mouse. That was the odor I got. And but my your olfactory sniffer is sniff. still not perfect. I didn't, a shrew. What is a shrew? A shrew is like a tiny little mouse. Yeah, I've, they're like. I don't know little if I've tiny. ever heard of that. Oh really? You're gonna have to Google that. They. I might have to. Do we have them around here? Apparently we well, do. Yeah. If you said so. Yeah, they die, and when they die, they stink. Really? Oh yeah, they'll stink up a whole house. Anyway. Hmm. I hope that's not it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Because this is my house. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So, let us know. Uh, get a hold of us. All the different ways you can get a hold of us. How are they, Ron? What, what, oh, what are gosh. Those ways? I don't... Um, phone. com. Yeah. There's a contact us Emails, there. blah, blah, blah. Yep. All that stuff. So, let us know what you'd like to hear on our 100th episode, which is coming up in eight episodes. That's... I like, I, I still can't. <laughs> I know. It doesn't feel like we should be that far along. Yeah. I. How, I it's crazy. How have we done that? Have I, we, I mean, have we actually talked about anything? Have I can't we... believe people are still listening to us. Well, maybe they're not. Well, that could be. I don't know. Well, they're getting downloads. I guess that's I mean, true. So but somebody's listening. I hope so. Thanks to everyone who's still listening. We sure appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully we haven't uh, driven everybody away. But if we have, hey. Just some of you. Just some. <laughs> so, so you're going to talk about your spacewalker. I have I have done a little bit on that. Um, like I said last time, I was impatient and started working on it. It... It's a very fast assembly ARF. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a good job of getting it kind of all lined up uh, to where it would go together fast. However, well, before I get to that, 
I was kind of impressed with the motor mount that came with it. So it's a, a wooden motor mount that obviously bolts right onto the, like the firewall. But in order to accommodate different size motors, like different length of the can and all that okay. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it actually slides forward and backwards. But then when you get it set to the right distance, you actually have to epoxy it in place with tri-stock. Yeah. Like, okay, you say, yeah, like, oh, everybody knows that. Well, I didn't know well, that. Well, no, that's, no, I'm, I'm just saying that's that pretty seems, like a, seems like a fairly straightforward process. Well, it does, but the ones, like the couple I've assembled beforehand did not have the adjustability in that. Oh, it I was see. adjustable based on how far forward or backwards. You move the cow. You move the cow. I gotcha. Um, okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It is, it's different. You could, you could use mm-hmm. different uh, size motors on it. I've seen metal ones before mm-hmm. that are adjustable. Adjustable, right. But nothing wood like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's different. I, I don't think I've ever, well, I don't have a lot of electric experience, but I don't think I've ever seen one in the build process be adjustable like that. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I'll Maybe I'll pull a cowl off and show you here in a little yeah, okay. bit. Okay. Cool. I was, I, like I said, I thought it was kind of neat the way that went together. Mm-hmm. Um, one yeah. thing I don't like though, after reading the directions, you are supposed to mount your battery to a tray. Okay. And then the tray comes out every time. Oh. So I'm going to have to find a way around that because I, I don't want to put a tray in and out and have a battery on there because you actually have to use a screw to hold the tray in. Yeah, I had an airplane like that once. I can't remember what it was. I don't like it. You probably have it now. Nah. Um, but anyway, I've had, was it? Yeah, I had, it was a, uh, actually, I think the Kristen be. Eagle's that way, now that I think about it. Well, I don't have that one, so. I think, yeah, I think it has a tray mm-hmm. that, yeah, you pull out that has the battery on it, and then you swap batteries or whatever, and then you slide the tray back in, and yeah, it has a, because it's tabbed at the front, and uh-huh. it fits under something, and, and then it has a screw at the back, yeah. A single screw. I mean, there's no reason. Yeah, I'm not that, a big fan of that either. There's no reason that I couldn't build an actual box in the front that the battery slides slide into, in and then and then a, a strap single strap yeah. around the back of it with a block to stop it from sliding forward yeah. and backwards. Yeah, I mean that's so much simpler. I think so. That's yeah. one of the things I'm going to do on there. Yeah, um, that's not a good in, idea. Not like in a it. huge hurry now because <laughs> I. So we talked last time too about the Amazon servos that we bought. Yeah, and we I was both, so happy. We were excited. Yeah. I mean, they were a good deal. Um, I ended up ordering 12 more <laughs> after the four I bought for this because they seemed like they tested fine. Yeah. Everything bench tested okay. We had yep. no problems with them. I put them in the spacewalker, mm-hmm. um, got them all set up, and then as I put uh, uh, put the radio in, that's when the problems arose. Yeah. So three of the four that I have... Um, don't center right. Yep. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were talking about with, I don't remember what airplane you were talking about last week. The uh, yak. The yak. Mm-hmm. Um, not centering right. I think it's probably about the same thing like that because mm-hmm. when you turn it on, like you can get it to center where it's supposed to center, but then if you touch the elevator, is where I noticed it first, if you push down on it, it like fights you, which it's supposed to, mm-hmm. but then it like overcorrects up yep. the other by direction. like three-eighths of an inch. Oh, my. Holy cow. Obviously, the longer, yeah, yeah. the farther away you go from the, the hinge, the, right. the greater it gets. But that's, that's But that's not going to work. Yeah. No. You, you can't, yeah. And so if you flip it back and forth, then it, it will go back to that center spot again where it's supposed to be. But once again, any little little pressure on it yeah. will, like if I push down on it, it will fight Cause me it to, up. Yep. And then if you push down, 
or I'm sorry, if you push up from the bottom, mm-hmm. it straightens itself back out. So it's not like it yeah. stays in that one spot when you're done. So, um, yeah, I, that was disappointing. I, when I figured that out, I texted you and said, Hey, have you mm-hmm. checked yours yet? Because you already had some put in your GB, right? Yep. yep. Um, so you said you were going to check them a couple of days later and then ended up like 10 minutes later. You're like, I couldn't wait. <laughs> I had same to, thing with I the had, ones yeah, I have. Exactly the um, same problem. So I have not pulled mine out yet, yep. but I will be. Oh, mine are already on the way back to Amazon or whatever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't, I've used them, so I wasn't sure if I was going to send those back or not. Oh, I, I packed, well, so I mounted them. And in my GB, I had, I used three of them. So I had one on throttle, one on rudder, and one on elevator. Mm-hmm. And for the for the ailerons, I put those, and you're going to hate me for this, I put those Savix servos that I got from you. Why would I hate you? I mean, they're probably good servos, and it's not my airplane, <laughs> so you do what you want to do. Um, but I like the way they center, actually, because they're rock solid. Yeah. It's and center. By the way, the Savox servos are the ones that came out of... My extra. Yeah, the one that, that came out of the corner or bean field. That I don't trust anymore because of that, which is why you said I would hate you. Yeah. I don't hate you. Well, anyway. I don't, um, I don't agree with your decisions, so I had but th- I don't hate I you. I had three of the Amazon <laughs> servos in the fuselage, and yeah, after you texted me and, and told me about your experience, I was like, well, you know, I'll, I have them installed, and I, I had the push rods installed. I just didn't have time to wait for my iX-12 to turn on so I could <laughs> test them, so I gave up for the night and yeah. figured I'd get back to it. Well, I couldn't wait. So I went downstairs and waited the 25 minutes for my iX-12 to boot. And then once I got everything turned on, um, exact same thing. But what I noticed first was, was it wasn't me moving you know, by hand the control surface. I watched the servo arm. And as I moved the stick through center and back, it would not go back to the same spot every time. Oh, okay. And then when I'd go the other direction, it would stop short the same amount but in the opposite direction as the, moving the stick the opposite direction, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm and following. Then, and then I noticed if I just breathe on the stick, the servo didn't know what the heck to do. It would just, it would just, it would just like do this weird oscillation thing and then just stop because I because it's guessing because it yeah exactly be, yeah. and then after you said with the pressure thing I I checked that and same thing if I pushed on the elevator it would fight me you know like it's supposed to but then when I let it go it would like go completely you know wonky past center the opposite direction yeah. so one out of the six because I bought the six pack mm-hmm. one out of the six actually centered fine wow so five the other five uh, terrible. Yeah. And well, some and and it didn't seem like there was any consistency, which I'm not surprised now, but no consistency as to how bad each one was. Like one of them was really bad. Like it, you you could see it without even putting a horn on the output shaft, but by looking at the splines, you could tell it wasn't going back to the same center every time. Yeah. So see, I didn't notice that because I set them up using the servo uh, tester. The servo tester. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually have it set up to where I was using it or trying to actually work. I just put it to center on yep. the servo tester, yep. which it sends out that yep. center signal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't going back and forth when I was setting it up. It was yeah. just as simple. Here's here's center. This Fine is where center. It needs to be. Okay, now I can mount it and do my push rods. Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah, it was. I'm not too thrilled, and it, it was hard for me to tell too because obviously. The distance between the hinge and the uh, aileron is different. Like the outside of the aileron is different than the dif- or distance oh. from the hinge to the back of the rudder. Yeah. So obviously the one on the rudder looks a lot worse because it's 
six times longer right. than it is on the aileron. Yeah, but at the exactly. same time, they both are off. So I don't, I yeah. mean, I don't know if any of the servos were worse than each other, yeah. but there was definitely something wrong with the, I don't know if it was a potentiometer inside or what. Yeah. But, um, that's I mean, a definite so no-go. I suppose, I suppose these servos are probably fine for, I think mine in the ad says like for DIYers or something like, like if you're building, you know, robots or, or stuff like that, they're probably fine. Uh, but for an airplane, there's just no way, no way I was going to trust those. Well, and so that's the other thing too. Like what was that? They were the MG996s? Yeah. Um, 996Rs, that's what mine were labeled. Yeah, mine And too. then they had some weird name on them I couldn't read. Yeah, so we had different brands. We had different stickers, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure it was made in the um, same factory, so it was yeah. not surprising. Yeah. Yours, yeah, yours was DIY something. I don't remember what mine was. Um, and then, like I said, I ordered 12 more, <laughs> which luckily I figured this out before they shipped. Yeah, So I deal. was able to cancel those, and that was a completely different brand, which I thought about getting them just to see if they were any different. But then it was like... I. I mean, why? It's the same servo. Somebody else just rebranded it with a different sticker, probably. Yeah. If I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't trust these. Yeah. Because maybe something just would have to take a, a little jolt to get messed up on the inside of them. So I think what I'm going to do is, if you sent yours back, I'll probably send mine back too. I did. They're on their way now. Like um, I, we, I dropped them off last night. <laughs> oh, well. Well, they have those. So Amazon has a really slick way you can do returns. They have these lockers. Have you have you heard about these things? No, because I always I always drop mine off at work, so oh, we have okay. a UPS pickup. Oh, there. I gotcha. Well, so if you do the the Amazon locker thing, it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to pay for shipping or anything. All you have to do is package it, and then print the label and stick it on the outside. And then um, the diner place that Lori and I really like to eat at the the place right on the way here. Uh, oh, I know Road you're talking Ranger, about right there, place. Yeah. They have Amazon lockers outside. Amazon sends you a pin. Really? You go to the to the kiosk, you type in the pin, and a door pops open. You slide <laughs> your stuff in there and close the door. You're done. Really? Yeah. I've never. It's really slick. I've never done that before. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. And so Very it's cool. safe then, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. I'm and it's already it's... got the shipping label on it and stuff. They just have to pick it up. And now it goes the other way, too. You can have stuff delivered there, right? You can. That's yep. kind of cool. Yeah, if you're, if you're worried about, like, you know, porch pirates, you know, taking your stuff. Yeah, you can have yeah. them shipped to, I think you can have them shipped to these lockers. Well, I've, and there's I've several seen... different sizes too. Like I had the smallest one, but they have really big, you know, doors there too. So yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool setup. But anyway, yeah, mine are on their way back. That is, that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so now. So what, go on. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish. Oh yeah. So I was going to say now, I think I'm just going to send those back and I'll probably, like I've had a lot of luck with the uh, Futaba S3003s yeah. or the 3004s. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it really makes a difference with yeah. the, the ball bearing in them or not. Uh, do you think the amount that we, bucks, the uh, amount that we fly, probably not. Yeah. I mean, if it was something we flew a lot, like I could see putting a ball bearing servo in like my stick, you know, my go-to airplane that I fly all the time. But other airplanes that I'm flying, you know, once every three years, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe you know, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I won't uh, skimp on receivers, and now it looks like I'm not going to skimp on servos. 
Yeah. Except for the little nine gram servos for our micros. I'll buy those all day long. That's because they, <laughs> they once again, they are either <clears throat> dead out of the package or they work fine. Mm-hmm. So And they center fine. Yeah. Which exactly. is crazy to me because they're so much smaller and you would figure And they are so cheap. The electronics are much tinier and I don't Oh, know. size doesn't matter. I mean <laughs> for for certain things, size doesn't matter. I mean, you can get potentiometer that's small enough for that. It's got to be engineering and all the other stuff with yeah. the bigger servos, I think. It's a shame, but I mean, it is. It was, it, what it worked out to price wise, it was four and a half, four dollars and some odd cents per servo. So, I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah. I think mine, because I did buy the four pack and not the six pack, and I think it was uh, five bucks a piece. Yeah. So, going up to 13 or so for. The futaba is not the end of the world, yeah. but it sure. But would for that been peace nice. of mind, and then for that nice quality, you know, you know it's going to go to center every time. Yeah, and you're not going to get the issue that I have with my yak, which is weird because those are those are actually high tech servos in there, which are supposed to be good ones. But anyway, you should still change that out. And I'm fly going to it just to see. I'm going to don't use one of the ones we just sent back though. No, we know they're I bad. Won't have them. Well, you got a point there. <laughs> So let me give you a quick update on the GB. It's almost ready to go. Everything's installed. I have yet to, well, I have to install some servos now, um, <laughs> but do the weight and balance and it's ready to go. The cow's mounted, the engine's mounted, uh, the the crane engineering um, glow igniter is installed and ready to go. And yeah, I'm, I, it looks really neat. Well, you said you wanted to run that. So are, are, is I'm going to that... run it on the airplane. Oh, you'll okay. Yep. I figure, I mean... It's mounted. It's it wouldn't be that hard to take it off, I guess. But it's mounted, and I'm planning on running it first with the cowl off of it because the cowl is super easy. Uh, it's four screws, and it pops right off. I don't have to do anything weird with the exhaust or anything like that. So and there's no holes that you have to cut for the engine. Exactly, so that's very nice it fits too. in the cowl. Looks really really cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that airplane. I don't know why I'm so excited. I'm, probably because I've always wanted one, but uh, I think this thing's going to be a rocket. I, that's what you said last time. I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see how it goes. Me um, too. I've always liked the GBs. Mm-hmm. I like that color combination. Yeah, me too. So it's gonna show up good in the sky. It's it's a winner winner. Yeah, I think. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, do you want to talk about your battery situation? I, I do. This um, this slays me. Why? Like the number you're getting ready to throw out there. Oh well, so I went through my batteries. Um, I had a lot of old ones, a lot of uh, ones that should be retired. I, I had several that I wasn't flying with anymore um, because they were old, but I just hadn't hadn't taken that step of getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally went through every battery I had, mm-hmm. and I, let's just say, decommissioned uh, <laughs> 34 of them. 34. Yeah. Well, So, like, if you decommissioned 34 batteries... So obviously you did not decommission some batteries, right? Yeah, I still have a few. Well, what's a few? Uh, not nearly as many as I got rid of. I think oh, I have. Okay. All right. I think I'm down to like sixteen or so. That's a lot of batteries. Maybe. That's a yeah. Lot it's about of it's about sixteen. That's or so. crazy. Well, but now keep in mind that's also counting like four of the one cell 150 milliamp hour ones uh, for the, uh, little, the little micro ones. Okay. Um, and the thirty. That's fair. The 30-some I got rid of also includes three, I think three of the little one-cell ones. Okay. The rest were two cells and three cells and a few four cells, but mostly it was three-cell batteries. Those are the ones that scare me. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly it was three cells I got rid of, uh, 1,300 milliamp hour all the way up to 5,000 that just, 
some of them even went back to my car days that mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. I had the three S five thousands I ran in the car, the hard packs. Yep. Um, that I actually used to fly too, mm-hmm. because they're still a good battery. I mean, it ran yeah. fine for the like E Flight Advance. I always mm-hmm. put bigger batteries in some of these than they're supposed to, and I don't have problems. Like CG works out fine. You just get a longer runtime. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, well, that's what the you know extra capacity gets you. Yeah, it's a bigger fuel tank. Yep. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, 34. 34 are gone. And then the ones that I kept, okay. like, I am so bad. We've talked about it before. I'm so bad with remembering what goes with what. Mm-hmm. Um, Here comes a pro tip, folks. Well, I don't, well maybe. <laughs> uh, so I numbered all of my batteries. Uh-huh. So it actually has a number that I use one of those P-Touch labelers and put a number on each one. Yep. And now I have a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. that lists a bunch of things on it. I have capacity, discharge rate, number of cells, brand, weight, connector type, and for the ones that I could find, purchase date. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that way, I know first off how old the batteries are, and I know what, just by looking, like what battery it is uh, for each airplane. So okay. when I have the, you know, we have our list we talked about and what's your number of all of our airplanes mm-hmm. now. So I can actually list in there the battery Which numbers. Battery? Yeah. D- the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I guess if I want to do the actual battery itself, which I don't, I have it under the numbers, um, which numbers work. Because the difference, it's, it's weird. Certain batteries of different brands with the same uh, capacity weigh differently. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was, that's going to throw off your CG Can. If, yeah, absolutely. if it's a, a big difference in it. Yeah. No, I think that's um, a that's a really slick way of doing it. And that's a, probably an Excel product that you can download right to your phone. So if you're at the field, you got it right there in your the palm well, of your hand. I use Google Docs. That or way that, yeah. That way it's too. available on anything yeah. that I use. My computer yeah. here, my computer work, my phone, you know, yeah. computer upstairs. Yeah, that's a great laptop. idea. You um, youngins and your good ideas. Well, <laughs> I think... Well, well, I have to do something or else I cannot keep everything straight. Well, especially with the the influx of airplanes recently. See, I no, I just have a bad memory. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, I've I've gotten a couple <laughs> couple airplanes from Reggie. He can tell you what battery goes in like any airplane That's he true. has ever had. That's true, he can. I don't have that memory. I like yeah. I I couldn't tell you. Like, I forgot what went in that Pilotus PC-6, yeah. and I had to ask him. And yeah. I don't remember now even. Like, I couldn't tell you which one goes in it. Yeah. Speaking of batteries, I'm going to have to order a couple of batteries for the chipmunk. I don't have any that'll work. Me, me neither anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get something for that, too. So it's um, a three-cell, 1500-ish. Yeah. So that's what I'm shopping for. Yeah. So maybe I'll find some of those at the swap meet, too. See, I'll add that to my list. Well, so, well, see, that goes under what, whatever I had that on. Anything I can find. Miscellaneous, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to find a good battery. Like, we need to find something not too expensive and yeah. something that we can And I'm not sure how much of. I trust the Amazon batteries now. Like I, I had, So I had a couple of those 2100 three-cells, mm-hmm. and they, they just don't, like, they're like a generic yellow shrink wrap. I forget the rhino. Rhino, maybe? yeah. I've got some of those. The they don't seem to have the the zip. The oomph? Yeah. The like even the the well, Turnigy, the ones that came from Hobby King, but which mm-hmm. is a brand name now. 
Um, but e- they don't seem to have the zip that even those have. You know what I They're mean? They're all brand names, by the way. Well, that's true. You're um, just mean a more uh, more uh, mainstream mainstream, I guess. Brand yeah. name. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I would like to find a good a good battery like supplier that we can stick with, trust, but not pay with. you know premiums for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have gotten also some of the off brand ones on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a big problem with them no. yet. You um, don't you don't feel a difference in the oomph? Between those and some of the like the Turnages or even the E flights or no, Max I wish, Amps is a good one. Wish or... I could remember there was one. There was one I bought, and these are four of them that I got rid of. They were three S twenty seven hundred milliamp hours, um, but I there it's in a, it was in a white package, like a, a white wrapping. Glacier. No, that they say sound glacier. Right. I have something that says glacier. I thought I got it from you. Maybe not. But there were ones. Like I said, I had them for a while, and ever since the beginning that I had those, they didn't quite seem to have the power that even like a smaller uh, mm. capacity battery had in, in the 3S. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what airplane I flew those in. It doesn't matter. Um, but and that's, like I said, that's been a long time ago. I don't even remember where I got them. It might have mm. been eBay. Uh, oh, you'll, whereas, need a, you'll need a battery. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but your A10 is going to need a battery too. I bet you don't have any of those. No, and I got to figure out what Three that takes. Three cell, one thousand. Oh, is it okay? Mm-hmm. That's well, good because mine. the manual doesn't tell me anything other than <laughs> NIMH. Oh yeah, no, it's no. like a seven hundred milliamp hour. Three cell, one thousand. I think. I, well, actually, this goes back in the day when there were no like off-brand batteries that you could get readily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a Thunder Power. Uh, I think they were called Pro Lights. I think. Um, I still have it. Actually, it's, I'm sure it's no good, but. Um, but yeah, that's, and it was crammed all the way forward, like as far forward. In fact, I think I even hollowed out some of the nose to get it as far forward as I can to make the CG. So you could have put a bigger battery in. Probably could have, but the way I don't, there was something about the way I had to shove it in there that a, a longer battery would either hang out or you'll, you'll see. Yeah. I'll but anyway. have to do some math and figure <laughs> sizing and all that kind of stuff. See what yeah. goes in. But into, you have to like, be careful sizing. too, because we're overdriving those brushed motors too at, at 11.1 volts so you got to be careful <laughs> well should i get a different should i get a different like uh, uh fan kit for that what's I'm, my mind i don't know like, if you can get them anymore um but they they did a brushless option way back in the day when they produced those and i never got them i mean mine still have the stock fans in them and still runs kind of i didn't think about the over they're noisy <laughs> mine are noisy now. I'm sure mine will be too then, right? But eventually, yeah. Depends on how much you fly it. Probably not much. To like be for honest. a while, I flew mine a lot. Yeah. And then after the well, incident, <laughs> the crash, it's okay. It's not a crash. So, it was just in a tree for a while. That's crashed into a tree. <laughs> um, there's really no way of, of changing out the motors on that. You'd have to get a whole new EDF kit, right? No, you can change them. So the fan is held on by a set screw that's accessed through a hole in the fan housing. Okay. And then you can pull that off, and I think it's either two screws or three screws, and you can unbolt the motor, and then they had a brushless end runner that bolted in its place. But you can or cannot get to that once it's put together? You can. Okay. So uh, so if a motor goes out, like I'm not... SOL. No, no, you can replace them. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was afraid oh, of. Is sorry, that something no, happened that I'm like completely 
screwed and no. I can't do anything with it. So no, you can replace them. Okay, well that makes me feel so. better. Then yeah, I'll just stick with these for now. Yeah. And, and you can buy, and I think happens. you can still buy those brushed motors. Like I think they're like a dime on Amazon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, sometimes it's amazing how cheap things can be. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but what I to finish off what I was going to say before the Amazon batteries don't necessarily scare me. The okay. 4S5200 pack, I bought a couple of those for the Duelist. Mm-hmm. And I've used those in other airplanes oh, around that's here, true. too. Yeah, those did fine. They did fine. Yeah. I use that in the E-Flight Air Tractor, even though well, you're not I supposed just, to use I mean, it just big. goes to show you, I don't I don't fly electric enough, really, I guess, to... Yeah. To. I think it all has to know. do... Obviously, the C rating is what they're designed to... It's the size of the hose going out of it. Right. Um, if it's got a little bit of restriction or if it's not really matched well the cells are not matched well together with ohms and stuff that's probably what you're seeing or what you're feeling um something just you okay am i keeping yeah. you up no i'm i'm yeah. good actually well, you mentioned you're retired so you, you're keeping me up but that's okay um, well, you're the one late. you're no, the actually, one that keeps talking actually i've oh, you want me to stop <laughs> just teasing. no i feel good actually i'm well, i'm good. surprised I'm, I'm i expected to be good. a lot more tired right now <laughs> But I don't have a half hour drive to go home like somebody well, else that. does. That's not quite a half hour. No, I'll probably be asleep by the time you get home. Actually, it'll be a half hour because I'll have to slow down because of the deer. Yeah. I don't drive speed And the limit. price of gas right now. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I've got a pencil. It's an electric car, so our I know. fuel doesn't change. I, know. I get it. It's nice. You should try it sometime. Okay. Should we move on to some questions? Sure. We have a few listener questions I think we should get through and... And then we'll call it quits for the night and go to bed. Yeah. All right. Are you good? I like it. Yeah. You seem... I'm just shuffling through my papers here. Oh, that way we don't get anything out of order. Yep, exactly. Are you ready? I am. Okay. So, hey, Ron. Hey, Tom. Liam here. Hey, Liam. I'm planning on getting an FMS P47 Razorback that a buddy is selling for dirt cheap uh, soon. I've never had an aircraft of this size. The P47 is equipped with flaps and retracts. I'm a little worried, considering that I'm still flying on a Spectrum DXE, that the flaps and retracts will not work with my remote. Uh, I don't have the money for a DX6 because I'm 15 and don't have a job yet, and was wondering if any of y'all have had experience with the orange receiver remotes. Mm. Um, I know they're a little cheaper, uh, but are they an okay alternative? Thanks for the insight. Your listener, Liam. First off, get a job. (laughs) <laughs> you slacker get cut, a job you slacker cut grass do something i don't know we're just no, teasing that's okay yeah that's that's fine so um, yeah oh, sorry well, you looked up the dxe and what'd you find well i think the dxe from what i found is already a six channel uh transmitter okay so that should work for you if it's mm-hmm. an older version something to where it's not um a couple options one if like man, I'm I'm so torn on saying the orange uh, the orange transmitter would be okay. You and I have completely different views on on going cheap on certain things, mm-hmm. and I might have to rethink my thought on it after these servos I just went through. But I have not had any issues with my orange receivers. I have said it I don't know how many times on here. Mm-hmm. The few orange receivers I have flown with have never failed me. Mm-hmm. I have had Spectrum fail me. Mm-hmm. So, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. You attribute one of your crashes to an orange receiver, mm-hmm. um, which that's possible, but your results may vary. Right. That's just kind of how I am. I don't yeah. know what pricing is on these. Um, 
I know Spectrum stuff is expensive. Um, yeah, com- compared to the the off brand stuff. Yeah. Now, don't forget, we also reviewed the uh, oh, yeah. Flysky, you know, six I or six SI or whatever I, it was. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that, that. And that actually proved to be a really, really good. Uh, Rock solid for yeah, what we um, used it for. I flew my stick with it, uh, had no issues at all, and and the whole setup with a receiver was fifty dollars. Yeah, I think it was, it was really really cheap. It was pretty cheap. Um, so Liam, if if you've listened to some of the older episodes, go back and listen to the radio giveaway episodes, and one or one or more of those episodes, I talk about how that uh, how cheap that thing is and how how solid of a performer it was, and that one absolutely. Uh, would do your flaps and retracts no problem if uh, your DXE won't. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The other option too, though, you don't have to use flaps and you don't have to use retracts. Absolutely not. It's fun to do it. It is. But if you don't have the channels for it, you can always just leave those not hooked up yeah. and you're fine. Yeah, leave the gear down and locked and leave the flaps up and enjoy the airplane. Yeah, fly it the way it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. so there's our suggestions, Liam. That's what I would Let say. Let us know what you find out. To that one. Okay. All right, moving on. Jordan, Jordan sent in a message. He says, gents, love the podcast. I've been flying on and off with my father since I was 11. Nice. Now I'm 45. Um, re-engaging again now that my 13-year-old son has shown a strong interest. A uh, few quick ideas. Uh, and he goes in through, uh, he gives us quite a few topic ideas. Uh, Thank you, gonna, by the way. We're going to put those in our back pocket for now. Yep. Uh, but he has a couple quick questions slash topic things that we can get to here. Okay. Um, so he asks, why is Ron okay with gas but won't touch nitro? That's a good question. It is a good question. Um, I also would like to know why you're okay with gas and not nitro. Nitro is expensive um, and not available in some of the bigger plane or bigger engines uh for some bigger airplanes um nitro is kind of dirty but i mean it does smell good you're like referring I'll, to the slime yeah when you say dirty all over like yeah mm-hmm. it gets all over everything mm-hmm. um but since gas engines are available all the way down to like some kind of 10 cc but 15 cc and so mm-hmm. uh i i just don't see a, a a real reason to go with nitro anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's, but, I mean, yeah, that's, what do you think? Well, I mean, to avoid the, the things that you don't like, uh, and going to still a gas, you know, a reciprocating engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes sense. Well, certain times you have to go, well, I, I shouldn't say you have to go. It gets to a point where the size of the battery that's necessary, the size of all that, it doesn't quite make it worthwhile to me. Mm-hmm. It's better off just to go with gas. Yeah. So if I have to choose between gas and nitro, whereas nitro is 30 bucks a gallon and goes through it really quick, as opposed to gasoline that just barely sips it at, granted now it's four fifty a gallon or $5, <sighs> depending on, yeah. on what grade you get, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of oil added to it. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, you use yeah, so you much have... less gasoline than you do nitro with the same size displacement. Yeah. That if you have no emotional attachment to the to the nostalgia, let's say, of yeah, nitro, I then don't. yeah, absolutely that makes perfect sense. And, and no one I won't fault you for it. Yeah. And glow plugs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Well, but We've honestly, been though, before how expensive they are. Yeah, like as long as you don't make dumb mistakes, like I did with the you know with that with the three cylinder, and I smoked three of them in two seconds. Literally um, the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once once you've got an engine tuned and running good, you don't go through glow plugs very often. But they are they are expensive right now. Yeah, and I mean, and so is nitro fuel. Then you have to go or have a glow plug igniter you keep charged. Which, granted, I know that the ignition battery has to be charged, but to me, that's in a plane. You just set up two charger ports. Hopefully, you're charging it out chargers. of the plane. No. <laughs> I know we've talked about that before. No, I anyway. don't. For NIMH batteries, I don't. They're fine, yeah. in my opinion. In oh, the, yeah. I, yeah, I do, too. Lipos, I wouldn't charge in a plane. No. But anyway, um, so that's kind of my answer as to why I'm okay with gas. And it's not that I'm not okay with nitro as much as I just, you can do what you want, but I'm not into it. Yeah, that's fine. And I get the smells when you fly yours, so mm-hmm. it's a win-win. Yeah, so you don't again. <laughs> so you don't have to have that. Yeah, you you get the smells without the downsides. Yeah, I just have to make sure I don't park behind you. When <laughs> yes. <you're> <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, That's a me too. Um, next thing he asks is, are your kids involved? What's the best way to get kids involved? Uh, my son had no interest in uh, in an RCM Trainer sixty. But when I got him a phony F-16, all of a sudden he dropped the PlayStation controller. <laughs> uh, now that he's mastered a stick, he wants a quarter-scale Corsair. Well, sure, Corsair. don't we all? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if that's what gets him into it, then yeah. get him into it. Uh, he also says, by the way, kudos to Ron for naming his daughter Piper. Awesome name. I'm also a car nut. Younger son is named Tucker. Mm-hmm. I love very that. Very cool. Yeah, um, very, very cool. So I have a, a, one of my friends, his oldest daughter's name is Shelby, if that tells yeah, you anything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, he told me once that that was the only way he would ever have a Shelby, so that's why he... Nice. <laughs> that's yeah, why Shelby's he named are expensive. Shelby. Um, well, daughters and the car. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which one would actually <laughs> be more expensive uh, from the very beginning to the end, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so with the Tucker, though, I remember when... I was a kid, well, I guess when my dad was a kid, I remember when I was younger, he was always telling me the story about there was a Tucker somewhere in Springfield uh, back in the, the late 40s that he went to, saw, uh, went to see. I guess he was just like enamored by this thing. Because, you know, back then he was big into cars. Most people were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Tuckers are kind of cool cars. They're a little bit ahead of their time. Oh, yeah, they were. Um, and actually... I got online on Wikipedia just kind of look him up because I knew there were certain things about him, but I didn't know exactly what made him special. Mm-hmm. The thing that I thought was neat, there was only like 50 of them ever made, mm. give or take a couple. Mm-hmm. But every single chassis that has ever been built, they actually have listed on Wikipedia who owns it. Oh, really? Where it is. Wow, that's cool. Last time it sold, how much it was sold for. Or if it's messed up, it actually says when it got crashed. And then like... The door handle or the door skin from this car is now on this car. And oh, it's, really? That's yeah, it's, it's really kind of neat to go yeah. through that and look at it. But anyway, <laughs> Tucker's a cool name. Yeah, uh, very Tucker cool. was a cool car. As for getting your kids involved, please mm-hmm. let me know because yeah. <laughs> I can't. I mean, yeah, you've tried. I will give you credit I've for tried trying with Cody. Yeah, um, Piper. I think once she gets a little bit older, she just turned five. Uh, once she gets a little bit older, I think it's time to start with like a small indoor quadcopter or something just to get the idea of flying in. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it's something that I can get her into, but I, I, I'm not thinking so. She doesn't like the sound of them. Yeah. So, so I, 
now granted my kids are all grown but i well they weren't throughout when, the yeah throughout yeah. the years i i tried uh no i didn't like force it on them or anything like that but mm. i would take you know i'd take them to the field with me and that all they wanted to do when they were at the field was you know pick dandelions and you know look at the birds or, i mean they did they wanted to do everything <laughs> but watch the airplanes fly and i think yeah. You know, you can't. It's not something you can you can you can push them into because then you know if you're their parent, they then, resent you for it. Yep. Um, so I think it's just something they have to sort of want to do. I mean, and it's unfortunate. You know, there's fathers and sons and daughters out there that, or mothers and daughters out there that that do that. You know, and I'm envious of that. You know, that connection. But um, yeah, I was I was not successful in in uh, getting my kids to be interested in it either. It's, I wish there was a, a magic button we could push, but yeah. they're just, even with as much as you and I do, I mean, like it's, it's fairly all encompassing yeah. of, of, you know, of our houses, of, of all that stuff. And yeah. yeah, there's just no interest whatsoever. When no. Cody's friend was kind of interested in it a little bit, then he was for a, a minute. <laughs> I mean, you took him out to, to fly his airplane. He yeah. obviously has his own and all that kind of stuff, but it hasn't been touched since then. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's just a weird, like it skips a generation sometimes, I think. Yeah. It's, you know, never, you, you just, there's, you never know. I mean, until they show an interest and if they show an interest, you can sort of nurse that and, and make it grow. But if they don't show an interest, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, yeah. how, I mean, take them to shows and stuff like that, which I, I did, you know, when the kids were younger and, if you let us know uh, <laughs> well, how it works for you, that'd be awesome. It seems like he found an actual airplane that his kid was interested in. That his kid in. was, yeah. So that's good. Maybe that's the secret. But still. And it seems like he taught him to fly on a different one, which is yeah. what you kind of have to do because you're right. not going to go straight for an F-16 without Probably messing not. it up. Even with AS-3X. All right. So I'm moving on. Next um, one. Uh, Dear Tom. The plane I'm building now does not have balsa sheeting on the stabs, just the framework. Mm -hmm. uh, then you cover it with monocoat, ultracoat, etc. I'm not a big fan of the CA hinges the kit came with. Mm -hmm. uh, it also has the V-shaped sticks in the stabs like the one uh, you were building. If I build backers all the way across to where it ties into the framing, can I still use pin hinges? I have 5 sixteenths or 7 millimeters of wood thickness to work with. Thank you, Donnie. Okay, Donnie. So... I'm assuming what you're talking about is a stick-built um, horizontal stab and vertical stab. And yes, if you uh, if you glue backers, you don't even have to glue a backer all the way across the trailing edge stick. If you just glue a backer wide enough to accept the pin hinges, absolutely you can use them. So why would you be not a big fan of the CA hinges? Like, is there something I don't know that... Um, I use them. Uh, I, I'm, some people don't like them because maybe they're a little stiff. You know, it takes a little servo power to, to move them. And and uh, because of that resistance, maybe you don't get as much deflection as uh, as you would like. Uh, pinned hinges, when they're set up properly, you know, there's there's almost no resistance. Mm -hmm. So you get all the power of the servo moving the control surface instead of fighting the hinges. That could be one reason why he doesn't like them. Um, some people don't like them because they do have a, uh, they only have so many cycles in them before the plastic fails. Um, oh, I, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Something it's, I would probably never ever. It's something deal with. I've never I've never uh, uh, met. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, sure, you know, you flex something so many times, eventually it's gonna snap yeah. or fail. But um, that could be one reason why folks don't like them. Um, 
I don't like them in every situation, but I'm not opposed to them. I, I use them. I mean, our little chipmunks are built with them. Yeah, but I didn't like the ones that came with mine. They were <laughs> yeah. delaminated. Yeah, well, I think that was probably because they were old. <laughs> well, that's not right. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. The, the ones I have are old to begin with. It might not be. No, they might be that old. Because oh. I, <laughs> I bought a whole bunch of them that mm-hmm. came with a kit from somebody at the field. Well, not from them, from their estate after they had passed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was 2014. Oh, that's not old. So that's not, I mean, this if this airplane was built in 12 well, or 13, yeah. it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, Yours but, was older. Which is but, weird. Yeah, the hinges in mine were fine. Yeah, but Strange. mine weren't. Like I said, they you could get, like, slowly start to put them in, and then the whole outside top would just delaminate. The, fabric, part, the yeah. fabric would come off. And oh, that's not good. You couldn't get it in. So I had yeah. to cut, and of course they were smaller. Yeah. So I had to cut uh, other bigger ones I had down to make them fit. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, Donnie, you can absolutely uh, use pinned hinges. Just make sure that uh, wherever there is a hinge, there is a, another piece of backer uh, square stock or whatever behind there for that pin, for that hinge um, ear, for lack of a better. You mean the part that gets bigger? Yeah, the uh, so that that, so that has a nice in. yeah some place for it to to get it's a, a good glue yeah bond. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, absolutely, you can do that. Very last question. Are you ready? There's okay. no name on this one, so okay. Um, it says, "Tom, do you have a particular method for tuning four strokes when they are mounted inverted in models? Hmm. Uh, one of mine mm-hmm. seems to be very reliant on an onboard glow system in order to keep running at low speed." Yeah. So the tuning method I use is the same method I use for for no matter how the engine is is mounted. Um, but I do have a method for uh, when I'm mounting engines inverted. I'm you have to be really, really careful about the center line of the fuel tank. Because the engine is mounted inverted, um, you know, the center line of the engine is still wherever the center line of the engine is, but your but your carburetor is now flipped now 180 degrees from, you know, being upright. So that usually lowers yeah. the requirement for your tank. So if your tank is sitting above that center line, it will siphon into the engine even when it's not running. And you can usually see it at running out of the carburetor. So um, that's something you need to pay attention to. Probably it sounds to me like if you're um, reliant on a glow uh, for idle to keep it running, you might want to take a look at the the height of the fuel tank in relation to the carburetor, not the center line of the engine, but the carburetor. Very important. Um, yeah, because I guess I wouldn't have thought about that if you're just right. <laughs> if you're Especially just setting an airplane a, up that is normally supposed to have it mounted the right way. Well. Up, I should Upright. say. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a whole bunch of other things that comes with going upside down. Isn't yeah, there? yeah, yeah. When you when you flip the engine upside down, now the carburetor is also 180. So it's chances are it's much lower than it would be if it was mounted upright. So does that now, make it any harder to suck the fuel up into the carburetor? Uh, well, usually four strokes that makes it easier because the four stroke most four strokes are updraft when they're mounted upright. So they're actually harder to get fuel in when they're mounted upright like initially, mm-hmm. uh, but it's much easier to um, hydro lock uh, an upright, or I'm sorry, an inverted mount of four-stroke because now the carburetor, it's basically gravity feeding right into the cylinder, right onto that exhaust valve 
or intake so, valve. Golly, so, it's late. It's okay. Yeah. So hydrolock um, is bad though. Oh, hydrolock is yeah. Yeah. Very, so that's going to make your engine um, like seize. it's flooding. It's it's flooding to the extreme, right? So um, it's, just it's make flooding sure to where there's no nowhere for the air to compress. It's completely liquid. Yes. And, and you can't so compress you're going to you're going to mess up your yep. connecting rod or or something. Exactly. So way. so. Pay pay really close attention to the to the level of the fuel tank. You know, make sure that center line of the fuel tank is roughly equal to the center line. Actually, wherever the fuel inlet is to the carburetor, that's where you want that center line to line up. Or on an inverted engine, maybe even the tank just a little bit lower. So the engine has to work a little bit harder to suck fuel in. What's happening? The reason he needs onboard glow is because the engine is basically flooding at idle. It's siphoning fuel, and it can't keep up. The glow plug can't stay lit because it keeps getting cooled off with all this cold fuel in there. And so it can't suck the fuel through fast enough to keep it from getting flooded. Is that, or am I not understanding It's getting right? too much fuel. Right, but that goes away at, at high engine speed. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're burning you're it. And pulling more through. Pulling more air through Okay. Uh, in relation to the fuel, yeah. Cool. Yep, so there you go. Anything else? It's been a long um, night. No, it's no, late. that's uh, that's all I have. I'm really excited about Toledo. Did I mention that? What we're going to Toledo? <laughs> God, does our hotel at least have? Like I hope a- to see some. Like I hope I really am, am like hopeful that I see at least one listener there. That would, to me, that would be a success. That would make, make well to me a success would be literally a loaded car. Oh well, yeah, with a whole bunch of stuff and yeah. maybe having to use a semi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> uh, does, does our pool ha- or our geez, it's it's late. Does our hotel have a pool? Do you know? I have no idea. Darn it! I want take your swimsuit just in case. I I don't need a swimsuit. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Swims in the nude is what he's saying. Ah, uh, that there's def- a picture for you at the will, end of the night. That will definitely clear <laughs> the pool. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, anything else we? Done? No, that's all. All that's right. All well, everybody, thanks for listening. Yep. Until next time. Actually, the next episode that releases is when we will be in Toledo. Yeah. So we have one more to record before that, but that will come out on that Friday when we will have all of our fun stuff done. Oh, this Mm. is, it's getting close. I know. I'm 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 excited. Super excited. All right. uh, Good night. (laughs) I'm Tom. (laughs) I'm Ron. (laughs) Good night. I think they know that by now. (laughs) Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.